From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. Where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork and I'm wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. This is part one in our series, Dealing with Conflict. Today, we're talking about what everyone is fighting about. And let's start with this quote from Anonymous that says, you get in the biggest fights with the people you care the most about because those are the relationships you are willing to fight for. I like that. Just puts a little positive spin on why we're fighting and why it, it matters so much. Right. I mean, because if we didn't, we wouldn't care about those people. And those are people we do care about. And especially our spouse, we care about them. And sometimes those big fights come out because we do care about them. And we care about the relationship we have. Absolutely. I love it. Absolutely. Well, we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And if you're brand new to the One Family, first of all, we want to say welcome. We're so glad that you're here. And you may be wondering, okay, Lisa, what's this thing called a hug? Well, a hug is an opportunity for someone else in the One Family to share the transformation, the breakthrough that Mm -hmm. they've been having. And this came from a message that we received that said, my husband and I have been married for two years with an almost one-year-old. We knew when we started dating, we would get married and our sweet ray of sunshine kind of hurried up our plans and we wouldn't change it for the world. But we, or more so me, have been in a major rut since she was born. Hmm. We were traveling home on Thanksgiving and my husband recommended listening to a podcast on marriage and sex. (laughs) After listening to bits and pieces of multiple other shows, we landed on yours. Y'all's situation was identical to ours and y'all seemed so real. Since that day, I haven't stopped listening. Yes, I cherry pick which ones I listen to, but it has changed my heart so much in such a short time. I send them to my husband to listen to through the day, and we always talk about that episode when eating dinner. It has helped me open up so much about sex. Oh, I love it. We're on day three of our seven-day challenge, and wow, y'all have saved us. The anticipation of knowing what's going to happen that night is so exciting. I could never thank y'all enough for being open and transparent about real problems in marriages, but most importantly, helping me see and understand things from his side. You're amazing. And my husband thanks y'all from the bottom of his heart. Oh, I love it. Oh, I, I love hearing newlyweds. I mean, somebody who's been in it for two years, a year, I mean, they're still there. They're, mm-hmm. they're still at that beginning stage. And I just, I love hearing that they, they, they have breakthrough already. Yeah. Like, you know, and I say that because we sat there for 11 years. We sat, we sat in that place for 11 years, folks. And I, I just love it when you guys get intentional, mm-hmm. you take action and you're going after it. I mean, you, you just have such an upside coming your way. Love it. Absolutely. And you know, as Tony said at the top of the show, we are, we're in this new series on dealing with conflict. And some of you, like the hairs on the back of your neck may have actually just stood up because you don't even like the word conflict. You're like, oh, that's, you know, there's confrontation and there's loud voices and there's discussions and there's disagreements and all of these things. And some of you may have just started like sweating even at the title of the show. But but we're jumping into this series because we actually, like I have to back up and say, we actually thought we were just going to talk about conflict as a standalone show. Yeah right? That we were just going to do like one 30 minute show on it. And we started asking some questions on conflict and, and I came to Tony and I said, this is, this is bigger 
This is not just like we're going to wrap it up with a bow in 30 minutes and send everybody on their way and call it good. This is, we have to dig into this. And really when we're, when we're looking at this though too, a lot of this is going to, in this series anyways, is really going to be looking at our emotional intimacy. Mm-hmm. How are we engaging one another in our emotional intimacy? And we're going to go heavy into that. So be ready for that. Absolutely. And you know, I want to establish from the very start of this series that conflict is a part of marriage. It is. You're two different people with different histories, different opinions, different ways of doing things. And like you put that together, conflict's unavoidable. And that though, and I want to say when you, when you say that, that ranges through all the intimacies. Oh yeah. Because how you deal with certain areas of your life can be dependent upon how you were brought up, mm-hmm. what you saw from one sp- one parent or another, how you dealt with it in in school, maybe in college, in your workplace, and so that ranges from you know your financial intimacy. Mm-hmm. How did you how did your parents deal with money? How did you deal with money coming through college or after college or trade school or or working your way up? Financial intimacy. You, you probably going to have some conflict around that. Recreational intimacy. You know, those are spiritual intimacy. Do you talk about that? Did your parents say, hey, never talk about that around us? Or was it open game and your spouse was like, "Uh uh-uh, we don't talk about that. Mm -hmm. Physical, sexual intimacy. Do do we have some conflict in those areas because of how we were brought up? What happened to us? What we saw, what we didn't see, what we heard, what we didn't hear. So all of those intimacies come in and we bring it together when we do have some areas that we have some conflict in. Absolutely. And one of the studies that I found just in doing some research and prepping for this series was that arguments about small things happen as often as 312 times per year for the average married couple. Now, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out if there are 365 or, I mean, I know this is a leap year, so we've got an extra one, 366 days, that that's almost every day. And when they say small things, are they saying like the toilet seat is up, the, the the dish, the plate that should have made it to the dishwasher only made it to the, the countertop? I mean, is that oh. what we're defining as a small argument? Where would you find those examples, dear sweet husband? From you. I was going to say they feel a little bit close to home. They didn't, I didn't actually say where it was defined, what a small thing was. Okay. So I think that was probably a subjective, um, subjective term. Okay. I, I just want to, I, I, but I, I think when we are saying that it is more the, Hey, you know, the, the garbage cans need to go out and, or come in or, come in, or something of that nature. That's, that's what we're talking about in that term. Right. In the small things, but, but we know that conflict isn't just the little things, right? Mm-hmm. There's also the big things and you know what conflict looks like in your marriage. And this is something I think we need to also just address from the beginning how the two of you handle conflict, you could like walk out your front door, look at all of your neighbor's houses and they all handle conflict differently. So I'm going to tell you from the get go, stop comparing your conflict and how the two of you fight and what you fight about to anybody that you see in your neighborhood, anybody that you see in the school drop-off line, anybody that you see on social media, like just from the get go, this is going to be one of those series where you're going to have to stop your compare. You're going to have to turn off your comparison button. Because it, it'll like make you, it'll just make you miserable. I also want to say that we need to, we need to put that, put this out there. This is very different than emotional or physical abuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, and I'm going to say that again, conflict 
arguments with your spouse happen. When it gets to a place of emotional or physical abuse, that is not okay. Not not going to put up with it personally. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not what you do. You do not lift a hand to another person. You don't. We have a we have an episode called "Is This Abuse?" I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that we reference it here for you guys because I want to make sure that if you are in a place where conflict is escalating to the point of physical abuse or emotional abuse, p- please get help. We're also gonna drop in the um, domestic abuse hotline number into the show notes. Okay. Um, just so that you don't have to go looking for it if you think that may be going on in your marriage. We okay. will provide that for you. Episode 169. So go to com slash 169. And, you know, I mean, you've heard a little bit about just in the brief few minutes that we've already been on this show about some of the things that Tony and I fight about. But over the years, we've fought about a lot of things. Like we will never get behind these microphones and tell you that we aren't still having arguments and disagreements. And sometimes, you know, Case in point, I mean, this morning, our our daughter's dealing with some physical issues and she is having a conversation with me. Tony jumps into the conversation. I can tell she's getting emotional. Tony thinks he's being helpful. I think you said I was being, I was was being honorary. You were, I I did tell you you were being honorary, but you thought you were being helpful. Did yeah. you think you were being helpful? No, no. I, like, I, let me not let me not assume that. Maybe you were just being ornery on purpose. And so, so kids, right? And how you handle kids and parenting—those are areas where we've struggled. We have had massive fights, and a few of those have been, you know, discussions have been recorded on this show around money. Mm-hmm. We've dealt with challenges with in-laws. We've definitely had our fair share of conversations around sex and conflict wrapped around that. We, you know, as we were talking about in the show earlier this week around time, time and how it's spent. So time management, time usage, how you're spending your time. Those have definitely been season. Like we've had some very loud discussions, especially when Tony was writing. So, um, so strictly, like he was so disciplined about his writing where I was like, okay, this is, this is going to make me nuts. Right. <laughs> and I went, Oh, and it did. Well, we fought about work and, and this is just part of the list that you all are fighting about. So it was really interesting. Like even before I started like going to the one family and saying, what are you all fighting about? I was like, well, what, what have we fought about over the years? And then I like saw our list and I put it up against your list. And I'm like, Okay. And some of these were things that were like isolated, like it was just focused on money. But then, you know, maybe that was just like the topic, like when, you know, the year that I spent so much on Christmas or, you know, those years where it's been like, well, the kids and family and what are we doing? And, you know, see, sometimes they overlap. And the truth of the matter is that everyone comes into marriage. It doesn't matter, you know, if you get married when you're 20, or if you get married when you're 50, you all come in with your own opinions and your own ways of doing things. Mm-hmm. And if you've been to, you know, one of our one marriage conferences this year, you know that there is a show that we do that, or a show, a segment that we do that involves suitcases yep. on stage. And the reason that we do that is because sometimes we need actually need that tangible representation of the baggage that we all come in. The, like we come into our weddings with, with this baggage. Right. And, 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 you know, sometimes it looks really pretty and like we dust it off before the wedding and, you know, that's great. But then we unpack it and there is conflict 
around money or kids or sex. And, and then you know, just because of our different opinions. And then you add a little bit of life to that. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe you add in a few kids of your own and maybe, you know, people in the family get sick or finances go haywire or, you know, you're having some conflict even outside of the family with other people like your extended family and the car needs repairs and you just had to put in a new water heater. And then on top of all of that, your boss says, hey, I need you to stay late. And you just kind of find yourself in this place of being tired and overworked and the decision fatigue is real and you're tired of dealing with the unexpected or having unmet expectations. And these are all contributing factors to the conflict in your marriage. When you said that, one of the things that I remember us doing a show on emotional exhaustion. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when we get to that place of, wow, we are just so emotionally exhausted from everything. As you were just saying all that, I was like, Oh my goodness, like how much is going on that you're just emotionally exhausted? And then the conflict happens. Well, sure. Because the resources that you would have had on a regular day, regular meaning, you know, there's not so much going on, Mm -hmm. get depleted when you're literally being pulled. I mean, I think if you, if you imagine, you know, your body and then all of these different things, right? Your job demands, your kid demands, your, your bills that got to be paid, the the volunteering, the, the water heater, the car, all of these are like little hands just kind of like grabbing for you, right? At the end of the day, you feel like there's nothing left. And that's the point in time when you, you know, most of us engage with our spouses at the Mm -hmm. end of the day. Mm -hmm. So you're operating out of this place of I've got nothing left. And so well, the kids or the bills or your parents or, and all of a sudden we're in this place of like explosions going all around or, you know, as we've often said many times throughout the year, it's, you know, it's either like a volcano or it's like an iceberg, right? Right. We're some, we're in conflict, someone's shutting down and we're going to be talking in future shows about what those responses are and what they look like. But we also need to just address that while those um, areas that I mentioned earlier in the show are things that you and I have dealt with. You know, the one family, I love you guys because you will tell us exactly what's going on in your world. And so other areas where couples are experiencing high conflict around friends, you know, who are you spending time with and how much time uh, are you spending with them? Okay. Yep. Right. Going back to the video game, you know, show that we just did. Are you spending more time with your buddies playing video games or are you spending more time going out with the girls or like, what does that look like? Sure. And who are your friends and are they supportive of our marriage? Mm-hmm. So there's, there's stuff going on around friends. There's stuff going on around illness. You know, I, I had a number of coaching clients over the last few months who are dealing with very severe illnesses. And so they're, they're struggling in that because it's a source of conflict because it Mm -hmm. changes how they relate. It changes where the focus of the attention is and how everybody's feeling. And so the illness becomes a source of conflict. Jealousy. You could be jealous of everything from, you know, the dog to your kids to work. Like what are those things that are creating that like green monster Mm -hmm. of jealousy because you feel like your spouse is giving to all of these other things and you're not getting any. And you're jealous of that. Religion has been a source of conflict for couples. Maybe you don't share the same religion. Maybe, you know, it, it, you do, but 
you express it differently. Mm-hmm. Maybe when the two of you got married, you were the same religion and then that's changed or the expression of faith has changed over the years that you've been married. So religion and faith can be a source of conflict. Sleep habits, right? Are oh, we, yes. Are we going to bed together? Are we getting up together? Mm-hmm. Are we even sleeping in the same room? All potential sources of conflict. Right. What's going on around the house? Household responsibilities. You obviously heard at the top of the show when Tony mentioned um, my little beef with the fact that we have both a sink and a dishwasher and they're right next to each other. But the ability for stuff in the sink to get to the dishwasher, you know, sometimes it's just a challenge for people. And it's not only directed towards me. That could also be the kids. So that conflict then comes up of, Whose responsibility is it at that point in time? And, and and all of us have those and that and those change depending on where we are mentally and physically in our own lives. Are we hungry? Are are, are we are we just frustrated with somebody else? I mean, th- something as simple as putting down the toilet seat has no bearing on your life for most part of the year, and yet this one week when everything is just not where it's supposed to be that's the thing that you're going to have some conflict about. Or when you fall in in the middle of the night because you get up to go to the bathroom and the toilet seat's up. That's happened to me too. You have never fallen into a toilet seat. I have. I I have. Because you left your own toilet seat up? No, because you had. Why would I leave the toilet seat up? I don't know, but I remember this. See, this is how things happen because I have no idea how you would have fallen in because I left the toilet seat up. I'll ingest though, that little part. But some of you listening to the show are like, but Tony and Lisa, you know, we just, we fight about everything. And there, there's an element of truth to that, but there really is so much more than just we fight about everything. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. One Skin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. This is the week that I want you to ask, you know, what do we really fight about? Because You've, you've made that blanket statement. Well, we just fight about everything. You've told your friends, you've told your spouse, you, you may have even told a therapist or a coach, you know, like we just, we can't get along. We fight about everything. And the problem with that is that you can't actually start to take action. You can't overcome the challenges that you're facing if you don't know the specifics, right? Like you can't fight an enemy you don't know. Hmm. Right. So to say everything it is so vague that you can't go after what it is, right? So like case in point, the toilet seat that we apparently still have to work through. You know, if the toilet seat being up in the middle of the night is an issue for us, then, then we need to drill that down. 
right? We need to identify. Like, honestly, I don't remember ever, you guys, Tony falling in, but apparently he has. I, I still can't wrap my head around how that would have happened, but okay. But we have to get into this place of saying, wait a minute, if there's tension around this and you all know, y'all know when you're starting to experience the tension around a topic. And can I say something here? A couple of years ago, our hashtag is what can I do? Mm -hmm. And really when we're looking at dealing with the conflict and what we're fighting about in this moment, it's really about you. This isn't, this isn't a time in what we're going to go through. This isn't a time to like all of a sudden rush in and get your spouse involved. Really. I think this is a, a piece of some self-reflection mm -hmm. and what's going on because it could be coming from your spouse or it could be coming from you. And yet I think having some clarity and understanding of like, wait a minute, what, what are we fighting about? You know, what is the conflicts that we're constantly having? And instead of trying to do like a walk and talk or a coffee break or, or even a state of our marriage conversation and like, we're going to lay this all out right now. Like we're going to put this all out there and we need to, I need to know everything that you're doing wrong, or I'm going to tell you everything you're doing wrong and why we're always fighting. I think there are times when we need to step back and look at ourselves for a moment and go, what can I do in these moments? Mm -hmm. So I really want to just frame that going back from a couple of years ago of what our hashtag was with what can I do? Well, and you bring up a really good point because most of what you and I talk about when we're talking about emotional intimacy does involve, starts with the conversation with the other person. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those areas because you're the only one that knows when the tension is rising. You're the only one that really knows internally, like, it, you know, if your stomach starts to get tight or if you start to feel like you're sweating or, you know, you all have heard Tony talk about how his hands get sweaty or maybe you just feel like your chest feels tight or whatever it is. You're having some reaction because you're sensing conflict or you feel internal conflict. And your spouse may be feeling that as well, or they may not. Mm -hmm. They they may not even have a clue. There have been times when I have felt tension in conflict with Elisa, and then I'm I'm searching and I'm trying to figure out what's going on because I'm reading her. I haven't said anything yet, and then I bring it up, and she's like, "What are you talking about?" Like I had that was nowhere on my mind. I'm not even dealing with that, and so a lot of that was me building up something that wasn't really even present in that moment mm -hmm. at all. Now, the other times there have been when we know there is conflict, we know there is tension. You can cut it with a knife. It's so thick. We both know that. And then there are other times though, when it's, you know, she may be feeling something and I'm like, what are you talking about? I have no clue mm -hmm. what happened. You don't always get the opportunity right in the moment to be like, Hey, time out. I just need to record what I'm going through here. Right. You may have to stop and say, okay, you know what? The dust has settled. We've been through that. But take a minute or two to journal or record or do a voice memo about what it was that the two of you were fighting about. Because so often, like, and this happens many times in a coaching session, I'll be like, so what are you fighting about? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I just remember it was really bad. I don't remember what we were fighting about. Well, what caused it? I don't know. So the first question you, you want to ask, what caused the fight? Mm -hmm. And you, you may have to go back some time to figure out what caused the fight because what's manifesting itself right now may have been something that was caused a day ago, a week ago, a month ago, a year ago. Mm -hmm. So you have to, that's your first question. You got to ask yourself what caused the fight. 
And it's kind of a sub question of that is what was I really upset about? Right. Cause I may be upset about the dishes being left on the counter. Like that's the tangible outward, like, I can't believe it. But what I'm really upset about is the fact that it doesn't seem like anybody cares that I'm the one that has to come back in and pick up everything off the kitchen counter. So, so I'll complain, I'll create conflict around the dishes, but what I'm really upset about is how I feel like I'm being treated. Yeah. A lack of respect, right? Mm -hmm. Typically for you, I think it's a lack of respect and honoring, you know, you've made dinner, like somebody else, clean it up. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't need to do this as well. You guys are all old enough and and know where the dishwasher is. Theoretically, you all know where the dishwasher mm-hmm. is. Sometimes I don't feel that way, but yes. Then you ask the question, you know, why did this seem like a big deal today? Because you've had those experiences where whatever you're fighting about, there have been days when it hasn't been a big deal. There have been days when your spouse coming home late from work, not a big deal. But today it was like World War III when he or she walked in the door because they were an hour late. What was it about today? Were you dealing with other circumstances, right? Like what have you been dealing with today? Were the kids just, you know, all fired up and they, you know, they've been sick and you got runny noses everywhere and you just needed a break. Was it that, you know what, you had to be somewhere. And so your spouse coming home late threw off the entire afternoon or evening. What was, because so often we want to just put these blanket statements like, well, this is what we fight about. And and we want to get, you know, like just you know, ball up our fists and just be, you know, in our own little like fighting corners. But the reality is, is that while it may seem like we're on repetition fighting about the same things over and over again, the circumstances change. What happens in the one family is that couples develop relational awareness. Mm-hmm. They, they become aware of how they're fighting. They become aware of what they're fighting. And so when you step into that place of having this relational awareness with your spouse, like all of a sudden you're going to start to analyze things differently. And in doing so, and, and this is, this is going to be all part of this process in the series on dealing with conflict, is that you're going to get to a space where you can say, yeah, that was conflict. We, we dealt with it. We had to go through it. But we're learning how to interrupt that cycle. We're learning how to you know, address things before they become big. We're learning how to resolve the conflict in you know, 30 minutes instead of three days. And you can do it. You can do it. Elisa and I, the littlest things would take us off course. I mean, I would get angry, she would shut down. We are an example, and there are many others in the one family who are examples who took the time and took one baby step at a time. Mm -hmm. And this is your first baby step of just understanding where that conflict is coming. Absolutely. And, you know, don't don't let the fights derail you from the growth that's possible. Mm -hmm. So often couples get to this place where like, well, we're in this conflict and we can't seem to resolve it, and so let's just throw up our hands and walk away. What if... What if learning how to work through the conflict was actually your opportunity to grow, not just as an individual, but as a couple, but you've got to know what are those things that get triggered in you? What are those topics? And that's the whole focus of this week is to identify it. Take a look at that and see what you can learn about yourself and about your marriage, because that's the first step in learning how to deal with conflict. Yeah, this is going to be a great series, and we're excited to be sharing it with you guys. And your responses and what you share with the one family, I'm telling you, it only enhances each and every one of the episodes. So from the bottom of my heart and Elisa's, we thank you guys for being so open, honest, and transparent. It really does make a difference, not not only for the episode, but others in the one family. Like You're helping others around the world, other married folks, have breakthrough. So we're so excited and we thank you for that. So over the next few weeks, we're going to be going deeper into 
you and your spouse's responses to conflict and how to effectively navigate those. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.